welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Praise the Lord. Emmanuel means God with us. Emmanuel means God with us. So wherever we are, wherever you are, it's always good to call that wonderful and powerful name of Jesus. So this evening I'm going to, uh, it's message time. I just want to be an encouragement to all of us all. You know, we are living in times where we need to remind ourselves that there is a God. That he is the God. We need to remind ourselves. And that is why Jesus he tells us that we should not only pray every day, but also we, we should meditate on the word. You know, uh, a friend of mine was said something that actually marked me so much, and I have repeated it so many times, even in our Sunday school class. He said that there should be something in your life, for every individual, there should be something in your life that you do value. Because if you don't have something that you value in your life, then you can hold on to anything. And it is dangerous when you just hold on to anything because it will let you into a ditch. So for us Christians, we want to encourage ourselves this evening that what we do value so much is the Word of God. We value the Word of God so much such that it will serve and continue to serve as a reference to us. The Word of God is just like a roadmap whereby if you're driving on a lane and you realize that you're going on the wrong lane, then those lines that they put across, those lines that they draw on the road, it will guide you to make sure that you, it will tell you that you are going on the wrong lane. So that is the word of God to us as Christians. It acts as, it acts as a roadmap for us. And this evening, I'm going to be preaching from Mark chapter 4, 35 to verse 41. And the topic is, have faith in God. I'm sure most of you all might have heard in your life, preaching or messages about having faith or displaying faith, some sort of faith, you know, having faith in the Lord. So before we continue, I just want us to bow our heads and then we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to take control. Father God, this is your word and it is not mine. I make myself just as a vessel, depending on you, Holy Spirit, to run through what you have for your people tonight. Father, as you look at me, as I make myself exposed unto you, as you x-ray me, Father, I pray that any limitation of me, any weakness of me, Lord, may you take it away so that it will not act as a hindrance to your word that you have given to your children this evening. Father, bless your word. This word is sharper than two-edged sword. It never goes out and comes back void. I do believe, Heavenly Father, that there is somebody that you want to meet their needs spiritually. Holy Spirit, may you settle that in their hearts this evening. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I will be preaching from Mark 4, 35 to 41, as I said, but I want to borrow some two verses from Hebrews. We're going to, I'm preaching about have faith in God. Have faith in God. Now, the author of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, states that, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. That is in Hebrews eleven six. So as us Christians, there is something very fundamental in our relationship with God. There is something very, very pertinent, very important, that without that, there is no way we can please God, and that is faith. And you can bear with me in Ephesians and all the letters that Paul wrote, he, he emphasized on faith. He said, we are saved by faith through grace in Jesus Christ. We are saved by faith. So faith is a very fundamental 
aspect of a Christian's work. If we don't have faith, if you don't exercise faith in your Christian work with the Lord, there is no way you will please God. So therefore, faith is a very, very important substance in our work with the Lord. As the author of Hebrews says, because in that second part, he says that, uh, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists. So therefore, in everything that we do as Christians, we must, we must, we must exercise our faith to the fact that he does exist. That we are not just running around shadows or running around motions. But we do know beyond doubt, without any doubt, as per the scripture, that the God that we are saving, he does exist. And the last part he says that, and that he rewards those who seek him. Therefore, exhibiting or displaying faith in everything that we do goes with the reward. God actually does reward us when we display faith in that aspect. That is the first thing about uh, faith in uh, the author of, in the book of Hebrews. Then the second thing I want us to also draw from that book of Hebrews uh, is in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. What is faith? The author here defines faith like this. He says that faith is the reality of what is hoped for. The proof of, of what is not seen. So it is a reality. King James says a substance of things that you hope for. The evidence of what you have not seen. So that is faith. So therefore, displaying faith is like believing, strong belief in something. Believing in, in God, of course. You may, you may attribute your beliefs in so many things. But a belief that is attributed to God for hoping that he exists and then hoping and trusting him for something. So faith actually says that the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not in. Therefore, as Christians, we must, there's no, this is, we must, as Christians, we must exercise faith to observe and experience God's hand upon, in order to experience God's uh, hand upon our life, we must exercise faith. We must exercise faith. And so, therefore, this actually lands us into this text, which I'm about to share this evening. Mark chapter 4, beginning from verse 35 to 41. It's a very short passage. And this is how it reads. On that day, when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the, of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat, and other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking over the boat, so that the boat was already being uh, swamped. He was in the stern, sleeping on the... This printer, really small. I'm, read, I'm going to read right. He was in the stern, sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher! Don't you care that we're going to die? I want you to take note of this. Now the disciples were under the stern in the boat. They were sleeping. And they, now they, they were going through the wave as the wave was beating. And the, ship was, the boat was shaking. And, and they, they were so afraid. And they went now. They knew that Jesus Christ was actually in the boat. And then they went down now in the boat. They said, go back to that verse, uh, verse 38. Verse 38 says that... Um, he was sleeping in the stand, he was in the stand sleeping on the cushion. So they, they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? King James said, Master, carest not that we perish? 
And then in verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And then we go to verse 40. Verse 40 says that, Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And verse 41, he says that, And they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea, the wind and the sea obey him. It's quite interesting. Now you will think, a normal man will think that Jesus being in the boat with the disciples and for the boat to be subjected with the winds, the torrents of the sea, that the disciples will be confident. You will think normally, normal person will think that, wow, because the master himself was there with them, this disciple, the disciple will feel that they are already covered. But the situation is not like that. Now, if we go to that verse 30, 35, we say, it says that on that day, so on that day, it therefore means it's trying to tell us that now Jesus is the same day when Jesus had finished, you know, teaching and, and healing from verse 1 up to verse 34. On that same day, he said that, that they should go on the other side, across the other side of the river. And when he says the across of the other side, it was towards the east, and the east side was the side of the Gentile territory. So Jesus has finished doing what he was doing. Now he told the disciples, let's get in the boat and we go across on the other side. Then we go now to verse 36. Verse 36 makes us understand that as they were in the boat and they were going around, there were other boats also that was following them alongside. They were there in the boat and, and Jesus' boat and the disciples, they were sailing and there were other boats around also with them that they were moving towards the same direction on the side of the, of the territory of the Gentiles, the east side. Now they got to a certain point where if you have ever been in a boat, I have been because I was born in an area where we do fishing and going to sea. It is terrible. Um, the boat, the kind of boat that I'm trying to describe, it's, not, it's just like we call it cano. It's just a little tiny fishy, tiny vessel. And you sit there, the way, the, the way they build it is, so, it, 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 is, it is so low down to the sea where you can sit on it and then you send your hand, you treasure your hand, you can touch the water. And they do so so that the fishermen can easily throw their net and then they'll be able to fish out and don't have difficulties to get their catch. And you see there sometime when you sail into the shore and you feel when there is a wind, it is very scary. It is very terrifying. You see at some point when the waves are coming, that thing is just moving like this. And you know, if you, some, if you, if you are so scared, you may scream because it is honestly, it is very scary. So this is a similar situation when Jesus and his disciples they were in their boat, and they, they, they were sailing around. Then they met with this, this wave that was, was hitting around. And at this point, Jesus and his, the disciples of Jesus Christ were afraid. Danger, is, is, danger has, has, is, has come, and, and death is imminent. They, they feel that in this situation, they may die. Yes, sometimes they may capsize, and, and some situations have, have occurred where they go and meet the wave, boats, they meet waves in the sea, and they capsize, and people die. Those who don't know how to, uh, to swim, they drown and they die. It is normal that for Jesus' disciple at this point that to feel, to be scared, to be afraid, because being in that kind of situation was very, very, uh, very, very scary. In the middle of nowhere in the sea, and you have the boat moving, and, and you have this wave hitting on the boat, and you're just moving around, it is scary. Those who have gone on cruise, you can tell when you go somewhere, even though you're in that big container, at some point you feel that movement. So the disciples now, they were scared. As they were scared now, they came now, they realized that 
in that boat, Jesus Christ was there with them. Because he was so tired, he went to the stern and was resting there. And they went now. There is something very important that I want us to learn from this. They went now and they called me and said, Master, carest not thou we perish? Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? Now listen. Psalms 50 verse 15 says that, Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Call upon me. But is that what the disciples, they didn't know? They went there and then they were questioning Jesus Christ. Instead of calling him and presenting their needs to him, they said, Carol, they were confronting him instead. They said, Carol, don't you care? You are here lying down. Don't you care that we are going to die? That was contrary to what the scripture says when we have trouble. Psalms 50 again, verse 50, say, call unto me. When there is problem, call unto me, I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. Now, you see, when we see, when we read this passage, we feel that it's just only for the disciples. When we have problems, we tend to, first of all, we blame. Some people tend to question God. Some people tend to say, I'm mad with God. Some people say that, why is it that I'm a Christian? If being a Christian, being a Christian, I should gain God's favor. Why is this kind of things happening to me? Why is this, why is my cousin or my uncle or, or why did he die? Why did God, God allow this, my loving dad or loving sister or loving mother or loving relative to die? See, we tend to have that kind of instinct and attitude of the disciples. But the Bible says, God says in his words that, it says, I call unto me when we have trouble, Call on the Lord. He says, I call on the Lord. Don't question the Lord. Don't blame him. Don't throw the blame onto him. Instead, call unto him. He said, I will answer you so that you will glorify me. But the disciples, they went and they said, Lord, teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? You're sleeping there in that, in that stern of the boat. Don't you care? And the Bible says that Jesus hurriedly, he woke up. He went and he calmed the storm. He said, he stretched his hand and said, Silence, peace be still. And lo and behold, there was calm. Everything was steady. Everything became normal. And Jesus Christ, after he did that, he turned now in verse 40. He looked at them. Then he said to them, why are you afraid? Do you still have faith? That is our topic this evening. Have faith in the Lord. Do you still have faith? I want to believe that all of us here, we are going through some, some sort of, if not current, we have gone through some sort of problem and some sort of difficulties in our life. Yes, you are a Christian. There is no guarantee that being a Christian, everything will be fine. No, Jesus did not promise us that. He did not say that when you believe, everything will be fine. No. As a matter of fact, our Sunday school lesson told us this morning, he promised that trouble will come. So, but he says that when this trouble come, look unto him, call unto him. Don't complain, don't blame, don't lay blames here and there. When problems come, when trouble come, turn unto him and call unto him, Lord, I have a situation. I need your presence here now. And Jesus turned and looked at him. He, came to say, he said, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Yes, the economy is going to crash or whatever. I hear they were, they were announcing that next year we'll have a depression. There's a possibility of a depression in the world's economy. Yes, the Lord is asking. Yes, it's going to happen. Why are you afraid? Don't you trust me? Yes, things are not going well. Yes, uh, 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 the situation is not best. 
There are problems everywhere. The, the, the families are setting apart. And, and terrible things are happening in the world more than the way it used to be before. The Lord said, yes, I know, but why are you afraid? Do you have no faith? Do you still have no faith? Therefore means that there are so many instances that the, the disciples have displayed their faithlessness. But they were still with the Lord. Why are we afraid? You see, the Bible tells us that the thief coming not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And one of the ways that the devil uses to, care, to scare us Christians, he oppresses us in so many ways. He frightens us some, by some kind of affliction. I remember COVID, even though it's not done yet. And so many people were so afraid. So many people were maybe writing wills and people were just afraid and casting blames here and trouble. People were so afraid that all the whole world is going to die from COVID. And I can see Jesus whispering from this verse, verse 40, to his disciples and he's doing to us today. Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Listen, no matter what you are going through, no matter what difficulties may come your way, no matter what hardship, no matter what situation is plaguing you, listen, turn unto the Lord and call him. Turn unto the Lord and depend on him. Trust on the Lord. Carry your care unto him because he says that, come unto me all he that labor and heaven laden, and I will give you rest. We are not, we will not, we should not, we should not carry our problems and blaming. Yeah. We are living in a, in a times where it is, it is a little bit scary. But as God's children, we should look unto our Lord, depend unto him. Don't turn your face away from the Lord. Because if we turn our face away from the Lord, then we'll be tempted to act as a disciple and to ask him, Lord, don't you care that we are perishing? Who says that you are perishing? Has God said that you are perishing? When plagues and all kinds of hardship and all kinds of difficulty, it is true that it is not, I'm not saying that we should neglect all those things. It's a concern for us. When those things come, as children of God, God is our Father who created everything. We need to look back to Him and to call on Him and stop giving blames and stop giving accusations. Now we are moving towards uh, election is next, next few weeks. And I'm hearing... Uh, uh, accusations and blames and here and uh, the normal dirty game, uh, game of politics that is going on. And unfortunately some of us Christians we mingle around it and Christ looks at us as he looks at his disciples. Why are you afraid? Do you still have doubt in you? Do you still have doubt in you? My brothers and sisters, this evening I'm here just to encourage you. Have faith in God. No matter what situation you may be going through. Listen, have faith in God. Trust God. Hold on to him. Depend on to him. It is never lost until the Lord says so. Put your trust in the Lord. Who are we? Is God not our father? Don't we have the Holy Spirit in us? If we don't have the Holy Spirit in us, how come we easily let the Holy Spirit asleep? How come we want to take over and override the Holy Spirit by exercising fear? We become so timid, become so nervous, become so anxious. And our God is sitting right there. So look at these people. Look at these my people. I have told them when they have situations that you call on me. But we throw blame. 
accusations, pointing finger here and there. You know what the result of this is? We don't make ourselves any better than the people who don't know the Lord. What is the sense of us being children of God? Then we don't use that opportunity with God's spirit in us. We don't use that opportunity and authority that God has given us that we should have faith no matter what we are going through to put our trust in him. Have faith in the Lord. Have faith in the Lord. Yeah, the rain may be falling. The flood, the, 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 the tornado may be hitting. The trees may be falling. There may be scarcity of food and scarcity of money and scarcity of whatever. Yes, the plagues and affliction should be coming. But God has said to his children, put your trust in me. Have faith in me because I am God. God has not changed. He has not changed. And so Christ, he, he, when he healed, when he turned around and, and he came to see and turned and asked them this question, and we see what verse, uh, verse 40, he, verse 41, he says. In verse 41, he says that, uh, look, this is what happened to the disciples. The disciples said, they were so astonished, and this is what they said. Say, and they were terrified and asked one another, who then is this? Even the wind and the sea or the wave, they obey him. So even up to this point, the disciples are still doubting who Jesus is. And that is just a way of saying that they don't have faith in him. Because even when he was, he is with them in the boat and you have this, this turbulence that is going on. Now you will think that they would have turned and said, hey master, we are in a situation, we need you here. But because they were so afraid, they were so worried, they were so scared that instead of turning and calling on the master, say we are in a situation, they turned out they were blaming him by, by protesting and asking this question, don't you care that we are perishing? He cares. But what he wants is that when those storms in your life comes, don't look unto men, because men, the arm of flesh will fail you. As a matter of fact, in, uh, in Jeremiah chapter, I think 17, verse, verse 5, it says that, Curse is he who put his trust unto men. And if you read further in verse, verse 7, it says that, But blessed is he who put his trust in God. Folks, we need to put our trust in God. Faith is what? Hebrews tells us that. It says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And he says that, Faith is what? Faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not yet seen. Even when you have anything in your bank account, even when the doctor tells you that, no, you're not going to make it, give you this. Even when the, the whatever situation you feel as if you're, being, you're, being, you're just having one second to live, please, don't give up. Have faith in the Lord. Don't give up. Don't give up. When we give up so fast, then we don't see God's hand in our lives. Hold on to it. Hold on to him. Hold on to the Lord. And this time we are praying for revival to set in our house and set in our lives and set in our church and set in our community. We must have faith and believe that God is going to do it. That's why I said, like I preached last time, I said that I am so excited. Expect, I pray with expectancy that God is about to move. I'm exciting faith, believing that God is going to do it. Even if it is one person, I believe that there will be transformation in our church. That's the kind of faith we have to have. Folks, I want to end by saying this. The world is looking at us to see if truly we believe in that God that we say we believe in. And to show the world that we believe in that God that he exists, then we must exercise faith. 
By exercising faith, we must act differently from them. We must not join them in the courses of blame and condemnation. We must not join them and go in the dirty ways that they are going. No, we are separate. We have to be separate. That is a display of faith. Be separate. Be holy, for I am holy. We must display that faith. And until we do this, until we do this and stand out for the Lord, then the world will not see our faith being displayed in action. Let's have faith. The world wants to run onto us because they know the kind of people that we are. They know that. But when they see us shaking and moving around, and then we have kind of like watered away, washed away the confidence that they have in us. And when they look at us and they have that confidence, it's not in us. They are having the confidence in the God that we serve. Because you know what? The Bible says that we should do what? Lift the name of the Savior up and he will do what? He will draw men unto himself. When we display faith in every action of our life, we are doing what? You're lifting the name of the Savior up. And he's going to draw men to himself. I want, to be, I want us to be on our feet, brothers and sisters, and let's pray. Have faith in the Lord. We want to pray. And I want us to be very honest. Is there something that you have been trusting God for? That you have really, really, really at some point feel that like you should give up? That God is not, that prayer is not going to answer? Is there someone that you have been trusting God for? And this is the time we want to pray. We want to join hands with you and pray. This is the time. Please just indicate so we pray together. Anything, any burden that you've been having and, and you feel that you've prayed and prayed and prayed and God is not answering and you almost feel like giving up, please raise your hand and, and just indicate. We're going to pray together and trust God together. God can only work with the people that he identifies with. Or maybe you don't know what it means. You've never given your life to Christ. No matter how you may display your faith, if you're not a child of God, if you've never confessed Christ as your Lord and Savior, every, everything that you do is not going to yield any fruit. So anybody here who wants to really open up and give the, their life to Jesus Christ? Anybody who is not saved? Is there anybody who feels that the Lord is moving you to join this congregation? I love this church because we are always open. There is always one room for more, and I love that. Always one room for more. We are an open church. Anybody? Let us pray. Dear Father God, boost our faith. We are faithless. Our human nature, God, we are defeated. So we need you to boost our faith. Strengthen us. Guide us. Direct us. Build our self-esteem in the spirit. Thank you for this service, Lord. May you be with us. May you guide us and direct us and take us to our home safely. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.